Want to support the show and get free stuff while you do so? Go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> I don't care if you have to put your fucking mother behind bars. Get me the goddamn psycho who's responsible for this mess. Funny shit, Tucker. What the hell's going on here? I mean, this is a small town, man. And small towns are supposed to be safe. I know who it is. What? I said I know who it is. Who? It's Jason Voorhees. Jason Voorhees? You're out of your fucking mind. You've been out in the sun too long. Jason Voorhees is dead. His body was cremated. He's nothing but a handful of ash. You know that for sure, Mayor? Were you there? Did you see him cremated? Jason Voorhees. I can't believe this. Here. This is your Jason Voorhees here. Your ass is on the line here, Tucker. Are you getting that? You get me a goddamn live suspect. It's Friday the 13th. Tommy Jarvis has grown up in various mental hospitals and is being sent to a secluded halfway house. There seems to be nothing to worry about until a series of grisly murders begin anew. Is Jason Voorhees really dead? Find out tonight when the dolls continue spooky season with Friday the 13th, Part 5, A New Beginning. And now, the Dolls of Horror. Welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast, the spot to feed your tormented addiction. I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. It is the second week of spooky season, Jamie. And what a wonderful spooky season it's been so far. We're making a little exception for our normal Halloween viewing because it is Friday the 13th. And that's like... That's like double points because mm-hmm. it's spooky season and it's Friday the 13th and that doesn't happen all the time. So that's pretty amazing. I feel like that must be lucky or something. <laughs> you know, I think you got a point. I think you are right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Friday the 13th, we are continuing our Friday the 13th series. We missed last Friday the 13th because Summer didn't 
plan ahead and all of a sudden it popped up on the calendar and i was like oh shit hey so, sometimes they sneak up on you it did it's not like it's the same month every year so you gotta yeah. plan ahead i did not so we missed it people were asking wait what the fuck and like sorry guys sorry. my bad <laughs> but i was sure to notate it this time so we are continuing with friday the 13th part five a new beginning Ooh, wow am i excited to talk about this one i'm so curious <laughs> to see what you think you know fun fact did you know that while part five the phrase part five was on all the promotional materials for this but it's not on the actual movie cover it just says the new oh, beginning i think i did notice that actually yeah i think i did i noticed that on imdb when i tried to search part five and nothing came up yeah but when i searched the new beginning it came up and then i read it online that it's not actually mentioned in the official title I was like, wow really Ooh, okay okay all right all right maybe they were trying to do a halloween type situation when they did part three and just try to start over. I actually read a little something about that, that that was kind of kind of what they were going for. Like it was supposed to be a new kind of little, its own thing. Yeah. This is, I like to call it part two of the Tommy Jarvis trilogy. Yeah. How do you like the Tommy Jarvis trilogy? Well, I mean, I gotta be honest, I love part four like so, 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 so much. Mm -hmm. um, we'll get into it, part five not my favorite <laughs> and the next one you know I, I actually like the next one too so I like the Tommy trilogy I guess overall mm -hmm. but mostly part four uh, yeah I too love part four I really enjoy part six I've six really, is good I really really come to love this one in its own way I wasn't so crazy oh. about it at first honestly I did like it I never hated it it just was not my go-to with fake Jason and know that was a lot of the controversy around it. So when's the first time you've seen Friday New Beginning? So this one, I don't remember the specific time. Some of these movies kind of blur together for me as far as when I first saw them, because I was just like going through a bunch of them. Again, I watched this all in chronological order. Mm -hmm. So it would have been it would have been the fifth one that I saw. Um, but yeah, I don't remember this one specifically. Not like I did with like four or two or whatever. So yeah, how about you? I did not watch these in chronological order. I cannot remember which ones I saw first, second, third, fourth, and so on. I do remember the first time I saw this one, though. The first time I saw this one was at Grandma's house. Shout out to the grandmas. Shout out to the grandmas. I was already well into my horror thing. So I don't know. Maybe it was around maybe in between 92 and 94, I would guess, mm. is the time period. And... We rented a bunch of movies that weekend, so I didn't actually get to watch this one until Saturday. We rented the movies on Friday, as you did back then. It was mm -hmm. the thing. But I didn't get to watch this until Saturday morning. So it was daylight. It was cool. I was a little bit thrown with the not Jason thing, but the kills were great. And I just have this, this memory of watching it, eating pancakes that grandpa Aww. made because oh. he, he makes a lot of pancakes every morning on the weekends and i just had this memory of watching this i might have been 
doodling in my coloring book or something. Because even back then, I couldn't like sit and watch a movie. I was always doing a puzzle, playing with Legos was a very popular thing to do while I was watching TV, doodling. So I clearly had this ADD thing for a very long time. (laughs) Hey, it's fun to have multiple things going at once. I just think it is. It helps to have something going and then you're doing something else and just nice. Yes. Doesn't always work when you need to pay attention to movies, but (laughs) I've been doing this for forever. So that was the first viewing. I I vividly remember it. I remember the sunlight streaming through the windows. I remember which foster kids she had at the time. I, I remember it all. So I do have a certain nostalgia for this, just based on the, the first viewing alone. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you who have not seen Friday the 13th, A New Beginning, part five, <laughs> here is the synopsis. Spoilers up the wazoo on this one. Yes, many spoilers ahead. As I said, this is part two in the Tommy Jarvis trilogy, and he is still haunted by his past. Adult Tommy Jarvis is now sent to a secluded halfway house for troubled youth, a.k.a. the one where a killing spree starts over a chocolate bar. Yep. Accurate. (laughs) (laughs) I made this meme once. I have it right here. I saw. Yes. It's the the picture of the event. This is when you realize that the killing spree on Friday the 13th, part five, all happened because of a chocolate bar. Yep. <laughs> oh, Serious. Joey. Oh, Joey. You know, I, I like my chocolate bars too. And I do, you know, he was nice to share. <laughs> oh, very nice. Okay. Directed by Danny Steinman, who passed in... 2012 at 70 years old he was known for savage streets with linda blair and the porn picture high rise Ooh. written by martin kittrasser martin kittrasser one of the two he also wrote friday the 13th part three and directed silent night deadly night part five okay and also written by david cohen i'm not sure who did what starring John Shepard, Richard Young, Melanie Kinnaman, Shavar Ross, Deborah Voorhees. So many people in this movie. How did you do with your cast list? I was like, oh my God. You know, um, I actually, like, I recognize people, a lot of people from like a thing or two, but yeah. a lot of the people I know them from this mostly, <laughs> I realized. As it is with me, when I see actors in a certain movie like this or Nightmare on Elm Street or Candyman I do start to fall even the smaller parts I do kind of start to follow their career as much as I can back then so I knew these guys from a lot of things not just this after I saw this so that's fun there was a lot of people in this it's a lot of people in this yeah a lot this is one of the ones where I have a hard time remembering the character names same because there's just it seems like there's just so many disposable characters in this one Exactly. Yeah. Real bad with names on this one. When I was going through my cast list, I had to be like, okay, who was that? (laughs) Okay. Let's jump in with our favorite kill. Why would he want to kill his own girlfriend? There's always some stupid bullshit reason to kill your girlfriend. Mm, I had two, maybe two and a half. What about you? I have like two and a half as well. Want a ping pong? Sure. Okay. You go first. 
Okay, so I'll start with my favorite one, and I will just say this. Um, I think that there are some really fun kills in this one, like some really fun kills. Now, as an overall, like, Jason movie, it's probably not my favorite set of kills. There's probably other movies that were, like, my favorite, like, all-around kills. Mm -hmm. That being said, though, there are some fun ones in this. Um, so my favorite one has to go to our girl V or Violet, um, just because I'm like ways I would die in a horror movie dancing in my room. Definitely. Um, so she's doing her like robot dance. Um, I think it's Violet, right? That's mm -hmm. her name. Okay. She's doing her like robot, like liquid dance. She's all into it in her room. And then, you know, he shows up and like grabs her and stabs her and everything. But it's just the lead up to it that I love like so much. because She's like in her room dancing doing her thing and then you know stab grabbed and stabbed that was originally supposed to be a different kill a much more graphic grotesque kill you want to hear about it i would love to because i would love if it weren't graphic ah so essentially and there are pictures from the set i have a book hardbound friday the 13th book so there are Ooh. pictures in this book it's very cool originally do you remember the character in part four that gets like shafted up the crotch yep that was going to happen. Oh, I see. <laughs> so that's what they came up with. So it's really fun that that's what you picked because it wasn't supposed to be that at all. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I would have liked if like a lot of these kills were more graphic, but I do like what they did with it. It was fun. It's interesting. They didn't actually show a lot. No, it's at not. All. That's what I mean when I say like, you know, there's some fun kills in it that are like, yeah, like that's just fun, right? Because she's like dancing and then she, you know. But anyway, um, they're not super graphic. Not at all. Nope. Oddly enough, proving that you don't need to see everything, this movie always really grossed me out. Yeah. And now watching it with a critical eye breaking it down, you don't see a lot. It's all implied, yeah. which is amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely not against that. Like, mm -hmm. movies do that really, really well, and it's a creative and effective option most of the time. But, yeah, this one isn't as graphic as, you know, others. I have a kind of graphic one and a non-graphic one. I'm going with the non-graphic as my favorite, which is Tina, played by Deborah Voorhees. It scissors to the eye, and then it cuts, and then you got this really great, like, reveal. I love her reveal. The whole cinematography of that scene and the sound effects and, and everything about it. You don't see anything, really. You see the scissors go down. You see him close them without actually seeing her getting killed. Yep. And then they rise with blood coming from them. And then you get a really cool reveal. And it's so effective. And I always thought that was way more graphic than it than it is. So it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, kind of going right off of that one, because I really did enjoy that one, but um, her fella, I think it's Eddie is the character, mm -hmm. am I right there? Um, I really like his. Um, that's like my second favorite one, because he gets like tied to the tree, but like with this like leather strap around mm -hmm. his eyes, and I'm like, what? That's so cool. And then, you know, he's like pulling it and tightening it, and that is brutal and awesome. That's my half kill. That's that okay. was my half. That's my half okay. point kill. I really liked it. It's almost um, I kind of consider them the same. Yeah, They're the same mm -hmm. scene. So it's, it's kind of a twofer for me. So yes, Tina with an honorable mention to him. I, again, love the twisting of the strap like you did. Super effective. You hear the crunching. Not yes. seeing it though. It's a great. It's great. My number two goes to goes to Vinny the car and it's the flare to the mouth and this is why this time only this time i 
I bought all these movies, all the Friday movies is a set on Apple several years ago for my trip to Europe for the plane ride, right? And because they all came together, it was a great deal. It was like all of them for $50 or something. It was Whoa. not expensive. It's like, great, I can take all my movies with me and download them and stream them like that. I, that's how I watched it this time. I watched it on my phone from my iTunes purchase. And I saw so much more than I ever have on the video. Ooh. I think the video cut the sides off because this time I saw the flare in the back of the throat and the, like the steam coming out of the back of the throat. And I don't ever remember seeing that before. I just remember the flare and his cheeks are all like red because you can see the flare through the cheeks and everything. But this time I saw it actually reach the back and oh my God, it was amazing. That one almost made my final list because I love it so much. I'm a sucker for like unusual weapons too. And that one is like, man, because like I like weapons that are non-weapons, mm -hmm. right? It's a flare. It's not really a weapon, but it's to supposed be used to be a safety like one. <laughs> I know, which makes it even sweeter where it's like, this is supposed to be helpful, but it is not. It is helpful for us because we like that kind of shit, but it's not supposed to be used as a weapon. But I love, love, love that. Thought that was really cool yeah i don't know if i got if i was watching like an extra widescreen version now yeah but i've never seen that much detail on the kill and it's it was always a standout kill for me I, it made me kind of afraid of flares honestly they're kind of scary i mean it's like a stick of dynamite basically <laughs> yeah so that was my my number two do you have anything else yeah i had my half kill um i just feel like it would be it'd be un unauthentic to myself if i did not mention the toilet terror okay that would be just wrong okay <laughs> it'd be wrong so i have to mention it um yeah that whole scene is really great you know he's in like the outhouse there's the little fake out where his girlfriend like is shaking it and then he's like oh you and then they're like singing back and forth while he's like on the john and um and then yeah like he gets stabbed like through the outhouse like first in his leg and then just like right through his like chest or his gut or something and it was really fun so that one gets an honorable mention, half mention from me because, I mean, it's a toilet terror. I gotta say it. And a duet. I know. A toilet duet. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of the most memorable scenes of the film, honestly. Totally. I mean, yeah. I for me, um, Demon, I think, was the character's yeah. name. He was a real, like, uh, scene stealer, for sure. He is. He's a very talented actor. He mm -hmm. is... I think one of the most successful actors in this movie, honestly, yeah. he's done so much and he's still doing things. I have a moment in time where I loved his work from the eighties, but he's still act very, very active out there and it's never really stopped. So it's pretty impressive. Definitely. Okay. Fashion moment. So many looks. <laughs> yeah. Looks. I had two, three. I have three as well. Okay. What's your winner? Okay. And I'm trying to remember who was wearing it. It might have been might have been Tina. But anyway, there's this moment where she's one of them is wearing like this white top with red suspenders, the red sweater on the shoulders, and these gray pants and a little belt. Um, it's towards the beginning somewhere. I'm pretty sure it's her. Um, and like because it's her and V are standing next to each mm. other. It's before she's 
it's I think she's wearing the same outfit when she's hanging up the laundry I might be wrong but anyway it's so cute it's like a lot it's got like red suspenders and a little red sweater over her shoulders and the gray pants and a little belt and I love the whole look so the whole outfit oh I'm torn Mm, I'm giving it to Tina as well but it's when they're fooling around in the woods right before they get double murdered. Mm-hmm. And specifically her black zip collared tank and light blue jeans. Oh my God. It's so pretty. Yeah. That tank top is my is one of my looks as well. It's so good. So it's awesome. So good. What else you got? Okay. So then my last one that I have is, um, and now I'm spacing on the character's name because I'm so bad with the character's names on this one. So difficult on this one. It's so hard, but um, it's the pink diner dress, you know, when she comes yeah. out of the yes, and she has the very cute, like very classic kind of like pink, like diner dress and she rocked it and I love it. And I want one. Lana. Yeah. Lana. Yes. What do you say? I'll take Lana to go with nothing on her or something yes, like that. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Lana. I love Lana. That is a name I will, I always remembered because of the line. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the name, always. too. Mm-hmm. Okay. My other one is a Violet look. Violet! Yay! It is when she's setting the breakfast table after the whole Joey murder. And she's wearing just a black dress, but it has this gigantic belt on it. Huge. Like, four inches wide belt. Along with these really great chunky necklaces, ones across, and there's some other things going on. It's so, it's so her. That is definitely Violet in a nutshell, as far as style goes. I loved that whole look to you, like the mm-hmm. long black dress and everything. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. That's all you got? Yeah, that's all I got. Okay, so my honorable mention goes to Roy, Killer Roy's blue mask, because it's not the red one, so... The blue yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. P.S. That's kind of how I met Christy Adams for the first time. I made an order from Nightmare Toys a long time ago, and I ordered a Leech Woman doll from okay. Puppet Master and mm-hmm. the Friday the 13th Part 5 mask she had up there. I did. I ordered it on a Black Friday sale. Remember this? Maybe 2017 or 2018. One of those years. And... She called me and left me a message, a voicemail message, telling me that the items were going to be shipped separately. And I thought to myself, not knowing who she was or her company or anything about her, that's amazing customer service. No one ever calls you to tell you that your items are shipped separately. At best, you get an email. I know, if even. (laughs) Yes. You get an auto-generated email talking about your items are shipped separately. So that really stuck with me because I thought, great customer service. So from then on, even before I was friends with her, I was pretty loyal to her, to her store and her company. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's great customer service. Yeah. So I got the Friday the 13th part five mask. Aww. Yeah. Okay. Best hair. How's my hair? Hurricane proof. Hey, it's all about the hair. My winner. May I go? Yeah. Okay. It's a violet. I love violet. It's a look of the 80s it's blonde it's crimped and it has black tips it's so good <laughs> that's my favorite hair as well <laughs> um it's just so perfect i loved how i love how crimped it is and everything and i love like the stripe in it or like the black in it um it's so of the era and so perfect for her 
like so of the era punk and i love it um yeah she's my favorite too it is the best (laughs) but i had one more and um i don't i think it's just because like it just when I saw it on screen, when I see it on screen, I can't look away. And that is Ethel's crazy little curly. I love it. <laughs> it's a great wig, man. I know. <laughs> they did a really great job at making her look old. Yes, they did. <laughs> and terrible. She was not old. And she was beautiful. I and know. They, they dressed her down so much, you, you thought she was 60. I know, and it's amazing. (laughs) My runner-up goes to Tina, and it's kind of maybe your introduction. It's when the cop brings her and her fella back from from Ethel's. (laughs) And she's just, she's wearing, this almost made fashion too, she's wearing a headband next to her curly dark hair. But the headband kind of matches her tie top. Mm-hmm. she's wearing like a denim dress and then she has one of those button up open tops that are tight in the front and her headband really matched that and I really loved it nice mm-hmm. prop we would like to own I brought something out from my dream where did you get that I didn't have a whole lot yeah you know I have I have three items I have two I really thought I, I thought I had more but I don't Okay, uh, what's your winner? Okay, um, man, I guess I, you know, my props, I, like I said, I have three. I'm not super like, like, I have to have them. Some movies, I'm like, oh my God, I have to have this. I have to have that. I want that. Um, but if I had to choose my favorite, it would be the Pinehurst Youth Development Center sign. I like that one. I, I realized I did have more, but I didn't write them down. I'm an idiot. Yeah. I did take pictures of one, so because I didn't think you'd know what I was talking about. <laughs> okay. All right. So I, too, want the sign, of course. We must have all the signs. I also would love Junior's head. That's a good one. Ron Sloan actually owns that. Aww. He is, if, if I recall, the story goes, he said that he was doing effects for another project, and the effects people worked on that movie this movie and they just happened to have his head there and apparently they used it in many movies oh and they let him smuggle it out in a paper bag (laughs) i love that story so much he owns the head he takes it to conventions with him oh i've seen it in person and it is epic amazing gosh i wish that was on my list um the next thing I want, um, I really want the blue neon trailer park sign. All right. <laughs> it's so dope. It's so like blue and neon-y and perfect. And like, it looks beautiful in every scene that it's in. And I'm like, yes, that is the kind of lighting that I need for my life. <laughs> It'd go perfectly along with all of your other neon signs. Exactly. So much neon. <laughs> mm-hmm. My favorite is still the Hollywood hotline sign. That's a must. Same. I want it so bad. Okay, so one of these I took a picture of because I didn't think you would know what I was talking about. And the other one, you're still not going to know what I'm talking about, but I didn't take a picture. So, okay, just, you know, try your best. Okay. Okay. So the one I took a picture of, it's in the dining hall of, you know, the halfway house. And it's kind of a, you have it, don't you? 
<laughs> I don't, but I wrote it down. I'm pretty sure I wrote down what you're going to say on my initial list because I loved it. I'm like, not really like movie, movie, but like, oh my God, I just like it in my kitchen because it's cute. Go it's on. The, it's the cow drapery. Yes. Yes. It, it made my initial list. When you started to explain that it was in like the food hall or whatever, I'm like, oh my God, she wrote down the cute little cow tapestry thing. I almost added that to, it was on my initial notes and I, it almost made my final cut. I love this so much. I was sure you would not know what the hell I was talking about. No, I. And when you said you might, you're not gonna know it. The minute that you said the food hall or the cafeteria or whatever, I'm like, it's the cow tapers tapestry. It's really cute. You know, I really loved all the decor in the food hall. There, next to it on the shelf, there was like an old school lantern situation. There was also like a plate. Maybe it might be a plate, or maybe it's a woven thing. Or it's a tin. It's something. But my grandma had one like that. Oh. So those items didn't make the list. But I really love them. Okay. So this one you may not know. Because it's really obscure. Okay. It's actually the first thing I wrote down on props. It's in the opening scene. Well, not the opening. But the opening scene when Tommy and they're in the office. And they're giving him the introduction on what this place is. Mm-hmm. Behind dude, what's the dude's name again? The dude's Matt, name is um, Matthew. Matt. Matt. Okay. Dude's name is Matt. So behind Matt, there is a drawing of a toucan. Yeah, I actually <laughs> noticed it too. Shut up. <laughs> when you started to say that, oh my god, I was like, okay, it's the yes, it's the picture. Okay. Do you realize if we <laughs> talked about this with probably anyone else, they would have no idea what we're talking about? Yeah, I know. They'd be like, what? No, I was like, literally at first I was searching the background for so many things because I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm trying, I'm, I just want to write down everything just in case. So I was definitely paying attention to the back and the walls. And yeah, that's the first thing I wrote. And I thought that would be a very interesting thing to acquire and have signed. Uh, yeah, because, you know, if you know, you know, that's like deep cut. Yeah, I I love this so much. I love this so much because, I mean, it just proves that we're just best friends. (laughs) Oh, girl. Okay. That's all you had, right? Oh, I had one more. And um, I feel like, again, I have to say it. It would be disingenuine to myself if I did not mention it. Um, So that's um, Roy's collection of Jason newspaper clippings at the end that are revealed. I didn't write down all the headlines on them like I usually do, but it's a pile of them, you know, where they're saying he was like, oh, you know, he was using the Jason thing as a perfect, you know. So I did like the collection of newspaper clippings. These movies, they kind of blend together a little bit for me. So is it this movie or is it part four where they show the Jason clipping of Jason looking straight at the camera? He's like in the woods and he's looking at the camera like it's a headshot. Oh, I think that might be. I don't think it was. You know what I'm talking about, right? I do. Yeah, I do. I don't think it was this one. I can't remember if if it was his clippings or Eric Anderson's clippings. I know I can't either. But I know the clipping you're talking about. And it wasn't this one. Okay. So I'm like, that's a nice headshot, Jason. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Posing for the picture. I know. Right. Is that your LinkedIn profile image? <laughs> and what's his, what job is he looking for? I know. <laughs> All right. Epic line. Boy, the next word that comes out of your mouth better be some brilliant fucking Mark Twain shit. Because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone. Okay, Jamie. Take it away. 
Okay, so I did struggle a little bit with lines on the, on this one. That does not mean I did not like the movie because, you know, some movies, they're just the lines don't speak to me. Even when I was like looking through and trying to figure out what's going to make my final list, I was like, oh, I didn't write down a lot of lines. Okay, so um, my first one, it's so silly. It's so random. It is our lovely Lana, again, just because she's awesome. And it's when she's getting herself like ready and dolled up and she just looks in the mirror and she says... It's showtime! Girl, you are so hot. <laughs> and I was like, yes! I was like, I love that. So, that's my fave. I just thought it was cute, so random. But um, I really like that one. <laughs> and I love the it's showtime. All that jazz, anyone? Yeah, I know. So good. <laughs> and then um, my other line, um, just because I think he's adorable and I, I love his personality and everything, it's um, Reggie. He's so cute. You scared of spiders? You scared of rubber spiders? scared of rubber spiders on strings man you are one scared cat where i come from you learn to be scared of nothing they call me reggie the reckless no spider would scare me <laughs> Yo, man. i know it was really adorable <laughs> when i was writing my cast list that's how i called him reggie the reckless Oh, well, that is, his, that is his proper full title, so. Proper name, <laughs> Reggie the Reckless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So cute. <laughs> it's adorbs. So adorbs. Yes. Anything else? That's it. Okay. So predictable I am on this one. I really, really, really love uh, Carol. Um, Ethel. I love Ethel and Junior so much. I quote them all the time in my life, and this is why they are my winners. Which one is my winner? I don't know. I I can't pick. So I'm just going to go in chronological order, shall I? Okay. Okay. Starting <laughs> off with Ethel's premiere when she rides on in with Junior to yell at the kids that just got brought back. We found them in the Hubbard's woods. They were screwing their heads off, Matt. Now, I think we're all pretty lucky this time because Ethel didn't see them. I'll take care of it. I'm going to do the talking. You keep quiet. Morning, Ethel. Hi, don't you look lovely today? Poor shit. Now, Sheriff, you better hear me and hear me good. I want this loony bin closed down. You hear me, fella? Now, these kids ain't nothing but trouble. They don't respect others' property, and they're all crazy. You tell them off! <laughs> Ethel, these kids weren't doing. Doing? Doing? You think I don't know what those two perverts were doing in my yard? Say it like you mean it, Ma. Would you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going to tell all of you. You mark my words. The next little bastard comes near my farm, I'm gonna blow your fucking brains out. You hear me? Uh, no, Don't you come near me, Sheriff. I warn you. I got a bomb on me. I swear to you. You make one move toward me, I'm gonna blow us all up. Start the engines, Junior. That's it. My final words. Followed by... I'm gonna chop you into itty-bitty little 
pieces, my friend. Just like they done to that pig over there at that fucking crazy farm. Eat your fucking slop. Ain't I make the best goddamn stew in the whole wide world? Best goddamn stew in the whole wide world, man. That's that goddamn coyote. I'm gonna try to kill my lot again. I'm gonna show that bastard once and for all. You hear me, Junior? Oh, shit. Who the fuck are you and what the fuck do you want? I mind eating two days, I like doing a meal. Yeah? What do you do? Whatever you need done. Okay. Clean all the shit out of the chicken coop and dump it behind the shed. You come back here when you got all the shit out, and then I'll fill your stomach. Yes, ma'am. One fucking ugly man that goes there. That's one fucking ugly man, Mama. Would you shut your trap? You know, you ain't so pretty yourself, you know. I ain't so pretty myself, I know. <laughs> I love her. And finally closing with Junior freaking the fuck out. <laughs> I love them all. I adore her performance. I adore Ron Sloan's performance. So, yeah, that's why they're my winners. And then I wrote this down. I mentioned it earlier. I would like Lana to go with nothing on her. Sorry, Buster, we're closed. (laughs) That's all right. I just want to take out order. You do, huh? Yeah. Well, what would you like? I would like Lana to go with nothing on her. So funny. Yeah, it's so good. I just love it. Yeah. Okay. It is time to talk about our actors. But before we do that, we need to take an ad break. Now there's about 20 of them out there. What will we do? Don't worry. We're safe in here. They'll never get in. 
Why is it that in every zombie story, people always think that their safe haven is invulnerable? I know. It's like, hello, the walkers are totally going to get in. You better get ready for it. <laughs> Diane, get behind me. No, it's not stopping. Do something, Jack. And another thing. How come nobody in a zombie story has ever seen a zombie story? Do you know how much time in human life would be saved if just one person in the group was up on the genre? What do we do? Aim, aim for, for the, the head. head. What? Aim, aim for, for the, the head. head. You heard them. Aim for the head. Quick, Diane, I think we should try and fix the barricades. I think we should listen to them. Now that's the first good idea they've had all episode. I still don't think they're going to make it. Aim for the Head, a weekly podcast covering the hit AMC programs The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Join hosts Diana and Steve as they recap and discuss the latest episodes. Aim for the Head, available on iTunes. You can also follow them on Facebook. And now for acting. I know every face in here. i got a respect for the unknown actor. Okay, so let's start off by saying that Nina and I went to Flashback Weekend last week and met Dick Warlock, who is, of course, Michael Myers and Kurt Russell's personal stunt double for many years. He was the stunt coordinator on this. Aww. And for stunts, he brought in Tom Morga. Tom did a lot of Star Trek work. He also played Michael Myers, I think, in Halloween 4. Okay. Tom has done stuff. Tom's a great guy. He was so sweet. I met him, oh gosh, 2018 or 19, one of these years. He was so, so, so lovely. I loved him. Let's start off with John Shepard playing our Tommy Jarvis. I had a couple of things for him. What about you? You know, it's crazy because I felt like I knew him and I really don't. Like he's in Hunt for Red October. Mm Uh, other than that, in this, I didn't really know him that well. So in this movie, we have a whole lot of tour of duty connections. Oh, Can't remember. you love that show. Yeah. It was the cinematographer that directed and did the cinematography for that show for a lot of the run of it. So that might be why we have some of these connections. John Shepard was in Tour of Duty. Not as big of a part as Miguel was, but he was in it for a second. He did also, I remember, Bless the Child and Friday the 13th, the series. Mm -hmm. I saw that on there. And Okay, so I was obsessed with these two programs. I've talked about one before, and I completely forgot about this, but I watched it over and over and over again. One of them was the television show Avonlea. It was kind of a spinoff of Anna Green Gables. The other was Mark Twain and Me from 1991. I loved this movie so much. I think it was a Disney. I watched it so much, and I've completely forgotten about it. Jason Robards played Mark Twain. <laughs> I awesome. love Mark Twain, and that was like definitely a time I was watching those kind of things. So I'm like, how yeah. did I miss this? Like, yeah. sounds like it was right up my alley at that time. Yeah, it <laughs> was so good. I watched it constantly. I loved the movie so much. So he was in that. Completely forgot about this movie. So it made me happy. Aww. Okay, Richard Young playing Matthew, the boss guy. That's what I called him. Yeah. Anything for him? I mean, again, another one that I didn't really know that well. Um, he was in Indiana Jones' Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. Also, 
Another connector we had, some of these people were in Beauty and the Beast, the show with Linda Hamilton that I love. I saw that he was in an episode or so of that. Mm -hmm. For me, mainly, it was the remake remake of Salem's Lot. Really I haven't seen the one. remake. It's good. It's a miniseries. So okay. it's good. It has Rob Lowe in it. So I like Aww. him a lot. Melanie Kinnaman playing Pam. Nothing. Nothing. She's this. She's in that movie that's on the festival circuit right now, the Once in Future Smash. I saw that too, and I was like, oh, it's that mysterious movie that we keeps popping up for us. But it exists. It's touring right now. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, uh, we are Facebook friends. I am Facebook friends with her, and she dances a lot. She's a dancer. So, oh, I mean, she gets lots of FGP for me in this movie. Sure. She gets lots of final girl points in this. For sure, for sure. I just she wish I. She fights somebody her. with a chainsaw. She fights him with a chainsaw. Yeah, just conquers him head on. Yeah. So yeah, I wish that she had done more screen work though, because I really enjoy her. I know. I liked her. She's so beautiful too. Seriously. Yeah, and I've met her a few times at different conventions. The last one was at Days of the Dead. I think it was January. So it was really neat to get to see her at Days of the Dead because the time before that it was a flashback weekend. And flashback guests normally don't do Days of the Dead. So I thought I'd never get to see her again. That was very yeah. exciting. Aww. Shavar Ross, Reggie the Reckless. Let me see if I had anything for him. I had a few things. Go for it. I don't think I actually did. Oh, another, well. one, another one where I was like, dang it. I don't Buckle know up. him. I got other than Other than Family Matters. That's it. I had... Uh, also, the Beauty and the Beast show. He had a reoccurring on growing pains and different strokes. And Ooh. the Punky Brewster cartoon. Yeah, it was a cartoon. I've mentioned Never this saw before. the cartoon. I mentioned this before. I think, I think it might have been for one of our Critters episodes. He did a movie called Frogs from 1993. It had Shelley Duvall, Elliot Gould, and Scott Grimes. Wow. Loved it. And because it had Scott Grimes, I'm pretty sure that's why it was Critters. But I know I talked about this before. Okay, Roy. I don't really know how to pronounce his last name. Any guesses? Uh, we, we and, why we and? That Could was be why, why and? Why and? We'll go with that. Sorry, dude. Dick why and? He only had 18 credits. The only thing I was familiar with was the original, the in-laws from 1979. I didn't really know him. Yep, that was all I had. Deborah Voorhees playing Tina. We talked about her, I'm sure, when we did 13 Fanboy. Yep, we did. But other than that, I just had Avenging Angel and Dallas. Yeah, and again, she's another one that, like, I feel like I know her more than I do. But, like, I know her, you know, I mostly like this and um, 13 Fanboy. It's because you've seen this so many times. I know. <laughs> Okay, Joey, Dominic, okay, another name, Braja? Braja? Yeah, that seems right to me. We're going with it. Born 1957, past 2018. He was 61 years old, but it lists his death as natural causes. Wow. 61's awfully young to go of natural causes. 61 is very young. Yeah. So uh, I wasn't so familiar with him. There were a few, a few things, specifically... There is a movie from 1989 that I loved. I watched it with Sarah for the first time. We should do it. It's a sorority movie. 
fraternity sorority. It's called Rush Week. Ooh, I love fraternity sorority movies. So I spent years looking for this movie. I mean, 20 years. I couldn't find it streaming. I couldn't find it even on bootleg. I couldn't find it. Wow. And I just found it on the streamer. I can't remember, like a year ago. I can't remember which one, but it was on like Pluto or something like that. So I found it on a streamer finally. So it is out there now. Rush Week 1989. He was in that. Woo I know you got something for him. I've once bitten. Yes. <laughs> I always remember him and once bitten. Yeah. He was in Shelley Duvall's Tall Tales and Legends. I haven't seen that, but I would like to. <laughs> Shelley Duvall. I love Shelley Duvall. Did, that's what it was called, Shelley Duvall's Tall Tales and Legends. She did uh, several fairy tale TV shows where she was like the hostess of it all. I love that. Which I Again, this was the 80s. I was obsessed with them all. I was prime age for this. So he was in that, the episode with Sally Kellerman. And he was one of, he was one of the blind date guys, and she's out of control. Oh, okay. This was the first thing I'd seen him in. But because he was so memorable in this, every time I saw him after that, no matter how small the part was, whether it was Once Bitten or She's Out of Control, I knew who he was exactly. He was also a DJ in denver colorado beaumont texas and birmingham alabama cool mm -hmm. anything else for you for him that's it all right moving on robin juliet cummins psycho three for me all the way psycho three yeah psycho two isn't she in psycho two mm -mm. part three. Oh, okay yeah i mixed them up then but yes i've seen all the, of those i think that was the made for tv one but psycho I love 3. Psycho 2. It's like one of my favorites of psycho the whole franchise. Psycho 2 is so good. It's so good. Anyway, we're talking about Psycho 3. But She's I love that one too. Oh my God, we got to do some Psycho. I would love to do Psycho 2. Like I have been, I've seen those movies praises all the time. So I'm we like, need to we do, should psycho do Psycho 1 two. first because yeah. it is Psycho 1. But we have to do Psycho 1 just simply so we can get to Psycho 2. That's you my know. story and I'm sticking to it. And Psycho 2 was partially filmed in Bakersfield. Oh, I didn't know that. I love that. I but just, you... I love that movie. I think it's like, I think it's like slept on. I mean, people who know it know that it's awesome, but I think people don't realize how awesome it is. They don't. They don't get a chance. It. They just think it's I another know. stupid sequel. And it came out so long mm. after part one. It really did. And it's, yeah. But that, Watch it if you haven't seen it, people. Please do. That courthouse they used, that is the Bakersfield Courthouse. Ah, how cool. That is where you go that. in downtown. That That is that is a thing. That is actually what it is. That's what it looks like. So that, oh, they filmed it there. That's so, cool. It was so neat. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So you have we have Psycho 3. Yep. What else you got? I got a couple. Slumber Party Massacre 2. Yes. Whoop, whoop. A musical. I love that movie. I know. I love that movie. It's like the slasher version of Grease. I know. It really is. Thank you, universe. <laughs> I have Deadly Dreams. I haven't seen that. 80s. Good. Good stuff. Anything else? That's it. Max Hedrum. I haven't seen that either. Really? Okay. Mm -mm. You, you got some watching to do. <laughs> I'll put that on my growing list. Yes. <laughs> and did you know that she was also a gymnast before she was an actor? Competitive. No. Ooh, that's cool. Yes. Makes sense. She has the body for it. Yeah. She's super trim. Okay. Yeah. Jake, the fellow she laughs at, Jerry Pavlin. I didn't really have much for him, but I liked him, so I wanted to mention him. Yep, I didn't have him on my list, so I must have not recognized him from anything. 
he's one that I always thought that I knew. He yeah. is a mistaken identity guy. I always thought I had seen him tons of times. I don't know who I'm thinking of, but I didn't really recognize his credits. So that was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Tiffany Helm playing Violet. Do you know who's who's her mom? No. Her mom is Brooke Bundy from Nightmare on Elm Street, part three and four, Kristen's mom. Wow. Oh, wow. So okay. that's her real life mom. I didn't know that. And at well, time of cool. Yeah, at time of recording, Brooke just had a birthday just a few days ago. Oh, happy belated birthday. Right. So that that's her mama. So yeah. Other than that, I really primarily have Freddie's nightmares. Um, she was in 13 Fanboy. Yep. And that's all I really had other than this. But I wish I would have seen her in more. I loved her. I know, right? She's great. And has a great dance of horror for your list. Oh my god, it's such a good dance too. She's like seriously like roboting and doing this like liquidy like and I'm like, man, is she serious about it? She's like, so I'm well. dancing in my room, okay? I got some roboting to do and I'm like, yes. She's so <laughs> the smooth. way I I know and I'm like, man, I never thought that would be like a way I could die in a horror movie dancing in my room, but it okay. is. All right. Carol Lacatel playing Ethel, my girl. Yeah, I sadly I don't really know her that well. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, I got things. Go for it. Okay, so first we're both theater nerds. She had an acting workshop in New York. She did a bunch of stage stuff, so I was aware of that. But screen, first of all, she died earlier this year, April eleventh, twenty twenty three. And I was very sad, very, very sad. I was so grateful that I had the opportunity to meet her a couple of years ago at Flashback Weekend because she was Aww. lovely. She was great. She sold she sold stew, cans of stew, <laughs> with a drawing of her and um, Junior on it, and she slipped them off. It's so good. Anyway. That's sold, so cute. She sold the stew. She was a lovely, lovely person, so kind, so wonderful. She cameoed in 13 Fanboy. She was in Shameless. She did NYPD Blue back in 1997. She did a season eight episode of Touched by an Angel. We all know I love me some Angel. She did Seventh Heaven. We all know I love me some Seventh Heaven. She was in Saved by the Bell, the new class. She did ER. She did the movie Coffee, which Henry loved. That's like the only one that I knew. And some TV episodes, but Yeah. yeah. See, I remember her in these TV episodes. She's done tons more TV, like tons of TV. Tons, tons of, TV. of TV. These are only the ones I remember, remember. Yep. She did Bonanza. My dad watched that show like all the time. So there was that. The last but not least, aside from this, my favorite thing ever was the 1985 version of The Bad Seed. I wish so badly that I could find this again. I love this version. I've been looking for it on a DVD, streaming, crappy bootleg, don't care. I think it was a made-for-TV version. It starred Blair Brown and David Carradine. Oh, <laughs> I saw that on the list, and I was like, I have to check that out. I've been looking for this because I loved it more than the original. It was updated, of course. Wow, yeah. And, mm-hmm. It has Blair Brown in it, so that probably has something to do with my love for it because I love Blair Brown. Yeah. But I've been looking for 1985's The Bad Seed. If anyone knows where I can find this, I don't care. Let me know. Let a girl know. Mm-hmm. So I haven't looked for about a year. But I was actively looking before that. Yeah. Anything else for Carol? Nope. Ron Sillen playing a junior. 
He's one I always thought I knew more, and it must just be from this. I know, same. He had a major part in 13 Fanboy. He played D. Wallace's hubby, or yep. boyfriend, I'm not sure, I can't remember. And he did an episode of Tales from the Dark Side in season three, but that's it. Yeah, I know. He's another one that I thought I recognized, and I really didn't. All right, Mark Venturini playing Victor, our first killer of the movie. <laughs> this movie has so many killers in it. It's so good. I know. All right. Oh, gosh. He died so young. He was 35 years old. My age. Yes. Yeah. Baby. Le leukemia got him. 35 years mm. old back in 1996. Golly. Wow. But he worked till the very, very end. His last project came out, I think, in 95, 96. And it was something with LL Cool J. It was called Out of Sync. It was, it was cute. It's kind of like an undercover cop situation, if I remember correctly. It's been a long time. He was in the movie Mikey from 1992 about that terrible, awful child. Have you seen Mikey? I haven't. Oh, you got to watch Mikey. It's so okay. entertaining. You're, yours going to be so many faces in this movie that you remember. The kid who plays Jacob in Nightmare Part 5 was okay. in that movie. I want to say Ooh. he was in that movie as well. So okay. Check out Mikey, guys. I know this one has kind of a cult following, so it's out there. Cool. I just had Return um, Return of the Living Dead. Mm -hmm. I have Falcon Crest. I also really remember him as Herman Holloway, a reoccurring on Charles in Charge. Oh. <laughs> I know, right? Speaking of Return of the Living Dead, Demon, Miguel A. Nunez Jr. This guy's done a lot. He is so successful in his career. We did talk about him in Leprechaun 4. We sure did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but let's just recap our favorite things. Me, of course, everybody would know Tour of Duty. That's my thing. Well, it's funny because, like, you know, he's done so many things. I know some of them, but it's like, other than, like, other than what we've already discussed, I got, like, Scooby-Doo, Lethal mm -hmm. Weapon 3, and that's about it. I got Harlem Nights and Shadow Zone. That was a full moon thing. I haven't seen that one. For Richer or Porter. Oh, yeah. And, oh, 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 Nashville, the show. Uh, season six or five, one of those seasons, I can't remember. Also, he was a regular on that Friends spinoff, Joey. Oh. <laughs> I think he was on every episode. I think he was on oh, the entire wow. short run of that show. So that's really, really, really what I remember. I remember Harlem Nights. I remember Tour of Duty and Joey. He's so awesome, though. He's so good. Like I said, still, still at it, still going strong. It's amazing. Oh, that's awesome. All right, Neil, played by Todd Bryant. He's a stuntman. He was more specifically Will Ferrell's stuntman in most of his movies. I know. I saw that and I was like, interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He also did stunts for Zoolander and Pet and Godzilla 2014. Ray Donovan, the 2011 version of the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. ER, Angel, Charm, yep. She Spies, Back to School, 1408. Yep. Buffy, Lost World. Yeah. Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. <laughs> the list Alien Resurrection. And, the list goes on and on. Very successful stunt guy. Yeah. Acting-wise, though, I must say, he was Artie Devers, one of the Keg brothers in 90210. Oh, my God. <laughs> obviously, we don't really see the stuntmen as themselves. But obviously, my little 90210 love and heart will always remember Artie. Aww. 
and yeah, I mostly Creeps. knew his stunt. Yeah, I mostly knew his stunt stuff, but yeah. yeah. Night of the Creeps and 90210 yeah. for acting. Yeah. And this. Okay, Bob DeSimon played Billy, the male nurse, the one who said he wanted Lana with nothing on her. That one. Yes. That got one. It. You're like, which male nurse? Yes. That I know. I'm one. like thinking, I'm like, uh. That one. <laughs> the only credit I saw that I recognized was Savage Streets. But I must say that I did get to meet him earlier this year at a con. Can't remember which one. He is lovely. Aw, nice. He was in a movie called Chatterbox, which I've never seen. Oh. But that was what one of my coworkers like called me. Um, Patty, she was my mama bear. I called her mama bear at the deli I worked at. And she called me Chatterbox. So I was like, okay, he was in a movie called Chatterbox. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. super lovely guy. He was standing behind me in line at the um, when checking out of the hotel. So oh, we, had, nice. we had some words. Yeah, awesome. was, he's lovely. Loved him. Okay, Lana, played by Rebecca Wood. I only had two things for her. Yeah, I didn't really know her. She was in 1985's Mask and The Forgotten One with Terry O'Quinn. So that's kind of it. Okay, what else I got here? All right, my second favorite kill, Vinny. Anthony Borelli. Now, he only had 19 credits. I didn't recognize any of them. But since he was my favorite kill, I had to talk about him. Yeah, I didn't recognize him either, but I liked him. His friend Pete, the rat tat 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 tooey friend. Mm -hmm. Corey Parker. All right. Uh, Corey did the Nashville show earlier, though. I think season one, maybe season two, but it was early on in that show. He had a recurring in Will and Grace seasons two and three. And he was a regular on that really, like, short-lived, failed Love Boat reboot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Touched by an Angel Season 3 and talked about this one. This is part of my lineup when I was way too young to be watching things. 30-something. Oh. <laughs> Saw that at a very inappropriately young age, but it was in my 90210 lineup. It was, like, back-to-back, -back, so. What are you going to do? Yeah. I'm going to do. I have to watch it. And Mr. and Mrs. Loving, which is a made-for-TV movie about the Lovings... Yes. Okay. Anything for Rat Tat Tat Tatooie? I didn't know him. Okay. Richard Lineback. I just have a couple more. And I know I'm leaving people out, which is crazy. It shows you how amazingly large this cast is. Richard yeah. Lineback playing Deputy Dodd. He was in The Ring. Yep. And The Stand, the original, mm -hmm. in Speed. And Touched by an Angel, the Kathleen Wilhoit episode, he played her husband. Ooh. He was also in Twister and Natural yeah. Born Killers and Meet the Deedles. Oh, the Deedles. Yes. And I was like, I haven't thought of that movie in like ages. Same. <laughs> Forgot about that one. I've got to rewatch that. Yeah. Okay. The second, the one titled Second Deputy, Eddie Math uh, Matthews. Let me make sure I got that right. My yeah. Cat? Eddie Matthews. Yeah. Okay. Can't read second my writing. Deputy. All right. Second Deputy, Eddie Matthews. Also a stuntman. 200 credits to his name. Most recently, this one's for you, Nina Renfield. Aw, cool. Other than that, some standouts are Dr. Sleep, Stranger Things, Red, The Final Destination, that is part five, and Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. Ah, uh, nice. The Stand. I love The Stand. Amazing miniseries by Mick Garris and obviously Stephen King. So... Amazing, amazing guy. I wish he had more acting credits like our other stuntman so I could actually see him more. No. Because he was lovely. He was super, he's super handsome. 
I saw his picture, yeah. He's a hottie. Yeah. All right. I know I left a lot of cast members out. Is there anyone you noted that I left out? Like, I think that's everybody. Um, Oh, there. Okay. So there's a credit um, for a Johnny Hawk. Hawk. H-O-C-K. He's a stunt guy. And he is Jason in that opening scene, apparently. Uncredited, though. Um, but I just noted him because he's done stunts in a lot of stuff. This isn't even a complete list of stuff that I knew, just some that popped out to me. Uh, Wild Wild West, Tombstone, Backdraft, Arachnophobia, um, the Elvira movie, Earth Girls Are Easy, <laughs> um, Three Amigos, and Blues Brothers. The Haunting of Seacliff so. Inn, TV movie. Have you seen it? I haven't seen that, but when I saw it on the list, I'm like, that's a summer to me. It is summer. <laughs> I yeah. loved it. Also, The Adventures of Huck Finn, Far and oh, Away, yeah. Deep Cover, Curly Sue. Uh, yeah, I saw that on there too. <laughs> deep Cover. Yeah. I love Deep Cover. Glory. Henry loved Glory. He made me watch that. And it's really, I haven't seen that one. Really well made. Really well made movie. And yeah, Elvira. And that was a fun episode, our Elvira episode. Such a fun episode. Bead Clark. I know. That was his birthday, right? His birthday? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I noted him because he's definitely been, and there was more, you know. He's oh, been yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Acting-wise, we have Falcon Crest and Magnum P.I. Okay. I got to see this. Vasectomy. A delicate matter. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. 1986. A parody, obviously, like comedy. Uh, oh, my God. Okay. Here's our synopsis to Vasectomy, A Delicate Matter. A okay. bank executive is not having a good day. I have more. Oh, God. Okay. After giving birth to his eighth child. Yeah. His wife insists that he have a vasectomy, something he doesn't even want to think about. On top of that, he discovers that other family members are stealing money from his bank. Wow. That is a rough day for sure. It doesn't say where we can watch this movie, but I got to find this. We'll find it. Paul Sorvino. Oh, a Vagoda. Okay. Lauren Green. Legends in this movie. Oh yeah. my god. Janet Wood. I've got to find vasectomy, a delicate matter. Okay, that's going on the list for sure. <laughs> uh Haggis from Pumpkinhead is in it. Oh nice. Nice. So we know some people in this movie. I gotta find this oh, movie. Yeah. Has anyone yeah. seen this? Tell me. I gotta yeah. know. It seems <laughs> so good kooky it really does yeah okay yeah Whew, what a cast we left so many people out i couldn't believe it and did you know you know the story of filming that scene right that he was in no what do you mean okay so that was scene was more of an afterthought it was shot i believe mm. it was shot in it was shot in somebody's backyard i can't remember who nice but it was shot in somebody's backyard by their pool Corey Feldman was supposed to be the lead in this movie, but he had already signed on to do Goonies. Yeah. Apparently, he really wanted to do this movie over Goonies, but he couldn't because he was already committed to Goonies. That little movie called Goonies. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so (laughs) you're going to do it. That's how they tied it together, but wouldn't it be fun to have another one of his installments with him playing himself? 
Oh my God. Yes. Cause like, I, again, I love Tommy from part four, like so much. I love, I love him in that. So yeah. Well, I'm glad we got to see a little bit of like a little bit of Corey in there. Yeah. Yeah. It was a nice tie in. Yeah, totally. It was kind of a, the first time I saw this, I'd already seen part four. I know this because I was mm -hmm. very excited. I said, like, Oh yay, we're continuing. Nope. Nope. False alarm. <laughs> I know. All right, cinematography. I've, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. Stephen L. Posey was our cinematographer. I know some things. Ooh, do tell. We already talked about him doing Tour of Duty, which he directed and did the cinematography on, so that was like his show. Oh, very cool. He also directed Savage Streets, Slumber Party Massacre, original. Nice. Bloody Birthday. Oh. And a movie of the week. Stolen Innocence, 1995, with Tracy Gold. Yeah. Oh, it sounds awesome. I haven't seen it, but it sounds like something I love. Something I love. It was a good yeah. one. It was a good one. <laughs> Tracy had that moment in, in Movie of the Weeks, man. Aww. That, like, 95, 96, 97 moment was, like, prime era for her movies. Ah, oh, it's a good moment. I'll let you take it away on cinematography. Okay, sure. So there were some scenes I really liked. I will say that like um, one of my favorite like shots of the whole movie is Lana's like corpse reveal. Yeah. It's really beautiful because first you get the close up on her arm as it kind of mm. like falls, you know, and then it like pulls back and you and it keeps pulling back and she's there and the way that it's lit is really gorgeous. Like just the whole way that was shot was just beautiful. Probably my favorite like cinematic moment of the whole movie. Just the way her body was lit was really, really pretty. I also love, um, oh, I think it was Tina. It's your favorite kill. The moment before she's killed, it's mm -hmm. all tranquil and she's lit like so angelically as she's, and then like when she's looking up above her at like the trees and stuff, I just thought it looked so like angelic and like dreamlike and very like lovely and peaceful. Um, so I loved that. Very reminiscent on how they ended part one. Oh, yeah, totally. Very, very much so. At least in feeling-wise, you know, the tranquility, the peacefulness of the quiet lake, and then surprise! Yes. Exactly. And I love that when you have, like, a tranquil moment that just gets, like, totally destroyed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I love me some chase scenes. So I have to say I do really like the whole chase scene with Pam and Reggie. You know, I think Reggie falls. Um, you know, there's body reveals that happen within it. Um, and then it ends in this chainsaw machete fight. But I like how the whole chase was shot. It was dynamic. A lot happens in it. So I like that. <laughs> and then it's, <laughs> I just, there was a lot of like POV shots that I liked, of course, like through the woods. And then I just wrote so many hints of Roy. Um so many like when you watch it and you know already you know you've seen it already and you're watching and you're like uh, okay okay another suspicious shot of him another kind of weird shot of him i get it <laughs> okay piggybacking off of that i loved lana's fight yes that was good i totally. i loved okay let me see if i remember this correctly tommy's hallucinations the subtlety they used between Roy the killer and Tommy's hallucinations between the blue mask and the red mask. I didn't, I was 10, did not pick up on that Yeah. until much later because I wasn't paying that much attention and I wasn't exactly. looking at it like that. But I loved how they separated real Jason from fake Jason. That was pretty awesome. I really love the scene where Tommy's looking out his window 
as he does because that's kind of all he does yeah uh, <laughs> when he's not when he's not being a professional fighter I know. in a trailer park he's looking out his window and i really love the moment when he's looking out his window spying not spying but spying on tina and her fella as they're running away with their blanket towards their tranquil love nest so I love that. I love the shot of those guys out the window, but then you get you get your Jason reveal. I know. And that Jason moment is so good. Just standing there. Kind of reminiscent on Michael Myers in part one. I was gonna say very Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. And then he closes his eyes, ah, then looks back down, Jason's gone, followed by the the, the turkey or chicken or whatever that is roaming around, all the birds. Yep. roaming around um <laughs> what else do i love i really love when the deputy is getting yelled at by the mayor and he's just sitting there smoking a cigar with a cigar smoke billowing around him <laughs> i love that too and deputy's just like over it and just like here we go. Yeah. The whole trailer park scene, everything about that was awesome. The chasing at the end, Reggie, the reckless chasing him down the tractor. How badass yes. is that? He is badass. He's such a hero. I know. He's such a hero on this movie. Oh my God. He was almost my fashion moment in a red tracksuit, too. Oh, yes. It's iconic. Love him. It's iconic. How can it not be? Anyway, a cinematography on this one is really top-notch i really really loved it i don't know where i should put this so i'm just gonna say it now I okay put it, i should have put it in acting they needed to pad tom morga up a little bit more for him to pass as roy <laughs> yeah i think so too we got skinny roy <laughs> and then we because because dick is a hefty guy yes not that yeah. just thick hefty yes he's mm -hmm. really built so, and Tom is, is on the thinner side, tall and thin, tall and lanky, not at all similar in body types, no. not, not passing for that at all. Maybe that's why I didn't no. see Roy at, at first because I'm like, nah, anyway, no. they needed to pad Tom up a wee bit more on I did notice that as well. I did have to say, I also, you mentioned it a little bit, but the dude fight in the neon <laughs> light was beautiful. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's a fucking weapon, man. Like seriously, when did he become the, a pro fighter? I know, but the glow of the neon trailer sign, yeah. uh, trailer park sign that I love so much. You know, the glow of the neon sign as they're like fighting, and it's like just like you know, he's a weapon. He's a fighter, man. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. yeah. When did when did he become such a professional? Seriously. Oh, I and I, okay. I, apparently, I really love the cinematography on this one because I really loved their driving scene when they're driving to the trailer park you just ominous road shots that you get yep. in all your movies might it was a little dark it's a mm -hmm. little too dark for me but it was supposed to be in a mountain road with no lights so that did make sense but i wish i could have seen more of it i just like that shot a lot nice mm -hmm. okay special effects corn syrup same stuff they use for pig's blood and carry so individual-wise, I'm not sure who did the effects on this because it was a team. The team was by Real Effects, R-E-E-L-E-F-X. So that's who did our effects. Continue. Okay. Um, so we already said that, you know, um, this one isn't a super, like, graphic movie, like, gore-wise. 
and we've talked about some of my favorite elements of of it already i think like overall the corpse reveals were really fun in this one mm -hmm. uh tina's corpse reveal is really great too you know um i really uh that motorcycle decapitation is amazing um it almost made my kill list so i really like how that looked um and then the flare in the mouth i really liked too that's pretty much all i had i mean again it's not like the kills were good they're not like super gory um thought the blood looked good yeah that's really a testament also on our cinematography because totally it really made me think this movie was a lot more gory than it actually was yeah i think the cinematic work really played into the like kills and effects i mean okay. when the knife comes in at ethel you know yeah. um, how how that shot it, that is most of the action of that kill yeah. like the cinematography on the kills is definitely a big part her squishing the tomato I love that when she's her hands are squishing the tomato. So good. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, Junior's decapitation on that motorbike. Amazing. So good. Demons head kill. Head, oh my God. Head flew, head rolled. It was good. Demons yes. kill. I love the reveal on Demon's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. My favorite kills, obviously. It's hard. It's hard because I think they're, it's really effects heavy and it's really actually not, which is awesome. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do like um, Demon's Kill going back to his. I yeah. love when like he gets spiked, you know, it, it, like spiked. That looked really good. And okay. I like that he got he got hit in the leg first because mm -hmm. that's always that always gets me, you know, where somebody like got really mangled in their leg, but they're like alive, you know, yes. and they're they're in a state of like they have to run or get out or whatever, but they are obviously super injured. So I always mm -hmm. like that um, happening to our characters. Cause I'm evil and I'm like, make them suffer. <laughs> so rude. Even the ones I love, I'm like, oh, get them. <laughs> I know, right? So good. Yeah. Okay, music. Music is my life. <laughs> Another Manfredini score. Oh my god, all over. <laughs> all I, you you over. hear it and you're, I was explaining this to David. I'm like, yep, that's that's what it sounds like. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. I didn't. I did not hear that so much in Wishmaster. Yeah, Wishmaster was missing his stings. Yeah, this one had his signature stings. stings in it. Oh so yeah, I associate his stings with his style totally. Because I mean, even when it's not a Friday movie, what we talked about him earlier in a different movie, I can't remember which one. I know, I'm trying Master. to remember too. But I heard it. I said, "Oh, Friday!" Oh, you know what it was? Yeah. Slaughter High. Maybe no, it was not no. Slaughter High. But, um. We did just talk about it recently. Was it? Uh, it was. It was Slaughter High. It was the um, April Fool's Day movie. That's Slaughter High. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So so yeah. I mean, I don't remember if he did the score, but I heard the the signature stings, and I said, "That's Friday the Thirteenth." Yeah. <laughs> so I think he did do the score on that one. Um. But yeah, and then um, Swamp Thing heard it mm -hmm. in that one too. The stings in that one. It's like that's Friday. So yeah. that's why it shocked me when I saw that he did Wishmaster because it didn't have those. I was like, wait, what? No. Yeah. No. Really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And also, we must talk about Violence Dance of Horror, the song that was playing for her, uh, His Eyes by Pseudo Echo. Oh, I love that. I, I loved, like, it was so funky. <laughs> so that's i loved it i like watched it twice because you know i love me a dance of horror and that was like a full-on full-on one i love it 
I want to learn it. that dance, but I'm not that good at roboting. So I don't know if I can pull it off. I'm going to try it. I have faith in you with enough practice. You. I can do this. Yeah. We can't do it right away. It's like any other skill. You just got to yeah. work at it. But I know I'll you can do it. I'll make it even more worth it when I do nail it. Then I'm just going to flash mob it somewhere just by myself, like in public. No. And then we'll see if anybody recognizes it. And they'll be like, what is this girl doing? And it's like, hello. <laughs> Friday the 13th part five, anybody? No? If All you right. coach me through it, I'll flash mob with you. So be two. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We're yeah. growing this flash mob by the second here. So <laughs> you'll look less crazy if it's two people. Oh, my God. And then it'll just be us like roboting somewhere <laughs> i'm not mad at that i'm not mad at it either i'm yeah. excited you know if we did it at a horror con they would get it they would get it they would totally get it somebody would you know for sure okay what do you got on music you know i actually didn't have a lot of notes on music other than you know yeah it, it had the stings it was very you know it was like it was a very friday score um and then you know i noted the dance and then I, you know, um, uh, there's a lot of good tension in it. There's some soft, menacing-like moments in the music that I really enjoyed, too. Angry yeah. violins. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite part, aside from the stings in a Manfredini score, is mm -hmm. the sinister strings and the angry violins. Yes. All right. Aging. Stand the test of time. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah it's it's definitely got it's definitely got a vibe of another time <laughs> sure <does. laughs> yeah, but you know what i'd wear all those fashions today i was gonna say i love it though i love all the fashions in this one some of the items we didn't even talk about were like violet is wearing that like jumper like that that gray like jumper kind of thing mm -hmm. where it's got like yeah. it's, like got like straps that and it's like what is that like what is that garment it's fascinating can we talk <laughs> about demon's girlfriend looking like janet jackson she was so gorgeous i so loved her gorgeous i loved her and then she just and then she was so cool because she's sitting there in the back and like just adds a couple like a couple like statements and i'm like oh my god she was so bad i love her she was so high <laughs> i know i know and i'm like her i love her this is bad. Demon's leather look. Oh, yeah. Love his leather look. So many chains. I know. <laughs> Twist. This is the moment when the supposedly dead killer comes back to life for one last scare. Not in my movie. My Twistless isn't that long this time, but... um. I got don't dig up dead killers. Well, yeah, That's just that little intro thing. I'm like, what? I know it's like anyway, but it's like never, never. I love how they're just like digging up this grave and they're hooting and hollering. <laughs> Can <laughs> I say, Jason? <laughs> I really love that's the dream sequence, right? I know. But then they open it the same way in part six. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. Um, Kid got axed. Mm -hmm. um, sus Roy shots. I put that as a twist, but we, you just see they like do a shot on him, and you're like, okay, suspicious. Oh, so much yelling with Ethel and Junior. Mm -hmm. um, Tommy is a pro fighter, apparently. <laughs> um, and then I go way to the end. You know, I I was twist blinded. Okay, chainsaw out of juice. 
that wasn't good. No. Oh, hey, it's Tommy. There he is. That's not Jason. It's Roy. Oh, Joey was Roy's son. And he's got that whole thing going on. <laughs> Tommy Dream sees Jason. Tommy dons Jason's mask. Hmm. That's all I had for twists. Kind of kind of want Tommy to become Jason. I know that's what they were trying to do. That was their plan. But I thought that as much as I love how they continued on with the Jason situation, I would have loved to see what would have happened with Tommy as Jason. I, I would have too, honestly. Even though, honestly, that's kind of what they were trying to do with Halloween and it didn't really track that well, so maybe it would have been a big fail. Yeah, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. You yeah. Know? But I like I've how always, they set it up. I know, and I've always, I've always kind of like thought about that too, and like thought how that might, how that might go. I like seeing, um, I kind of like seeing our like heroes fall, if you will. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I liked the idea of like, of like Tommy kind of taking on that, taking on that role. Yeah. But uh, again, yeah, maybe it wouldn't have been good. I don't, I don't no. know. I think it would have gotten, I think the series would be over. I think it would have gotten yeah. so much hate, probably by us too, considering we disliked what they did with Halloween and they pretty much, that's what they did. I know. So, so yeah. It's probably a blessing in disguise. It's I fine. thought about it though. Yeah. I but I love they were trying to think out of the box as well. Yeah, totally. Pacing. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? I thought the I mean, pacing was good on this. I don't think it, I feel like maybe it dragged a couple places for me, although I can't really say why, but I overall know. pretty good. Like it, it did drag a little bit. It's hard though, because maybe, maybe it just dragged because I've seen this movie so many times. And that's why I'm like, I can't really like pinpoint it. Cause it could just be that I I've seen it. I know it, you know, and sometimes when you've seen a movie a lot, you're just like, you can kind of like fade out in certain yeah. little parts yeah, I think that's it because I would I did not have an issue with the pacing when I was younger. Mm-hmm. When this was a new movie, I was all in. So I think that I think that's why. Yeah. And with this movie, is this is this one of the Friday movies with the most amount of kills? Because there's a lot. I was gonna say there's quite a few in this one because what I do when I I take my notes for a movie, I write down every kill. I write down mm-hmm. every single one because then I can go back and I look and I'm like. Okay, yeah, I knew that I really liked this one, but oh, there was that one. So I write down every single one on my initial notes, and there were quite a few. Yeah, yeah, this one is definitely up there. This is a top kill movie. So they kind of kept my attention with all those amazing kills, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. there were a lot of them. Scary. <laughs> yeah! I've always considered going crazy a very scary thing. So there was that. Would be pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, it'd be pretty scary. Anything else frighten you? Mm, you know, I don't think this one's not that. Yeah, didn't scare me that much on this one. I'm trying to think of what what would have been the most scary element of it to me. A flare. <laughs> that would be pretty scary. Admittedly, yeah. <laughs> leather straps and hatchet shears. Hatchet I do shears. love the leather. I do love the leather straps. That is really dope. Leather straps and shears. Those are frightening. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah. things always, those things have always stuck with me. So now I will say it would be scary, you know, to be in the shoes of our, of our small group that's left at the home, mm-hmm. right? When she leaves, when Pam leaves to go and try to find everybody, it would be scary to be there left. And you're like, eh. 
And then we find out because we get that reveal of Matt. Yep. Dead. We don't get to see his kill, right? But we right. got his great reveal. So there's just a few people left standing getting picked off at the home. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh no. Finding so all your friends. Scary. Yeah. Oh, crawling into bed with a dead girl. Dead guy. Ooh, crawling into yes. bed with a dead guy. That was that was pretty awesome. That was really awesome, actually. God, I even forgot about that one because there's so many. Um, I liked that exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I know. I was like, I forgot about that. I didn't even write that down, but I liked that. You know, social anxiety for me when Jake is is trying to express to Robin how he feels and she laughs in his face. Oh. And then I'm like, oh gosh, I've uh, I yeah. understand. Yeah, I understand both sides. I guess there was an infamous night where somebody, but he was being really annoying at a bar, was like talking to me, and then he was like, "Hey, can I get your number?" My friends always like cracked up because I was just like, <laughs> "No," <laughs> but he was being very annoying, so that's a little different. There's a few people, at but cons, I just laugh at cons said, that no. that are that are like that, and uh, yeah, just saying. <laughs> yeah. No, I was really like. Don't know bound. They no. don't know boundaries. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. So yeah, but it's a little different situation. They've it been living different. together, kind of, you know, in the same home, and they knew each other. They were watching movies together. You know, Pretty sweet, yeah. Sweet. And you see him trying to like trying to find the courage to say what he wants to say, and then he says it, and she laughs at him, and you're like, oh. I know, and even she feels kind of like, oh, I was kind of mean about that. Yeah. Like you're, yeah. I what she say to herself, you're an idiot or something. Yeah, she said something like lines. that. Right. She She's like looking at herself in the mirror, literally, and being like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. So, at least yeah. she she realized. She's like, "Okay, that was maybe a little, that was maybe a little harsh." Well, it was a little harsh considering he wasn't being that creepy. Kid. He wasn't being that yeah. creepy about it. He wasn't. No. He was just trying to express his his feelings. Yeah, poor guy. Okay, story. Tell us the story. What story? Yours. Okay. Okay. Story. So this is a different story than we're used to on our Friday the 13th movies. It is. But. It is. Okay. So I don't know. Like, so for me, I'm not a huge fan. Oh, so this one's not one of my favorite Friday movies. It just mm -hmm. hasn't ever been. Um, it's not my least favorite. It's definitely not. There's things I enjoy about it for sure. Um, now I will say like, uh, for me, like, I just wasn't into the like whole, like, I don't know, I guess like Roy's cat, like catalyst for why he does this all. Mm -hmm. It just like happened kind of fast. And mm -hmm. I, I don't think I cared enough about it. Cause like Joey gets killed, he sees it. And then he, you know, then he uses the Jason stuff as kind of like a perfect in, you know, to take his revenge or whatever. But like, for me, I don't know. I just didn't really care about that plot very much i just didn't i didn't like buy it i guess i don't know well it just it didn't was, work for me you know why it didn't work for me it didn't work for me because his son was sent away to this halfway house because mm -hmm. he was special yes if he really cared he knew who then his why, kid was then why did he send him there and never like mention him or talk about him or yeah. go to see him or... had no had no relationship with him maybe he couldn't take care of him full-time understandable right he needs care yeah. right but he had no relationship with his kid and now he's he like mad disowned him. i know he basically disowned him like he basically abandoned him he right. really did because he never he's comes an orphan to... he yes. thought joey thought he was an orphan 
absolutely so like that's that's it like that's part of why it didn't work for me like when i say i didn't buy it because it's like what now all of a sudden he's like really like torn up about this to the extent that he's gonna like murder people like come on now no yeah Yeah, if you cared about your i mean maybe it's like maybe it's like all of a sudden the guilt you know but that's about him you know you like you know the guilt that he feels now it like compounds itself because now his kids you know dead and it's like i think that's more in he's like selfish you know what i mean yeah he feels the guilt the guilt he feels for himself Mm -hmm. is like what drives him not his son's not what happened to his son it's like all about him anyway didn't buy that no, me either. Even though he did get a job close by to keep an eye on him, which is weird. I know. No. I didn't buy it. No. But... And then, like, I will say, like, overall, collectively, as, like, a group of characters, I don't care about this group as much as I do other Jason groups, like, other Friday groups. Like, part two is my favorite one, and I really like the group in part two. Like, I like the characters in part two a lot. This one, it's like, I, I don't dislike the characters, but as a group, I just don't, I don't care about them as much as I have other Friday This one groups. has way too many disposable characters. You don't even remember their names. I remember the characters' names in Friday 4. I remember the characters' names in Friday 2 and Part 1 and yep. even Part 7. Yeah. This mm-hmm. one, I don't know who these people are. I know who they are by actor. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you their, I couldn't tell you Deborah Voorhees' character name was Tina until I looked it up. Exactly. She's just Deborah Voorhees. Yep. Yeah. So there was that too. I, I didn't care about them quite as much. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. I'm trying to think if there's any other story things that were really sticking out to me. I wish like, and I, I get like, I get that like Tommy is the way he is for lots of reasons, right? But I guess I would have liked to see a little bit more Tommy in this too. Mm-hmm. But what would he be doing? He doesn't speak. I know. So I'm like, what would he be doing? I guess just kind of like more of him like figuring things out. Cause you know, we have that moment where he shows up and then, you know, he's trying to kind of like talk to Jason and that's mm-hmm. when it's like, Oh, that's not Jason, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but if we had a little bit more throughout the movie of him having that, like, uh, I don't know, I guess I just want a little bit more of like Tommy kind of like coming to that realization. I can I see know. that. Yeah, like, I just felt like, oh, we get a little bit of him, and he's looking out the window, that's great, and then he's gone, and then he comes back, and mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> yeah, I can see that for sure. Yep. Hey, Jamie. Yeah? Do you have taglines? Oh, 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 Jamie's taglines. I do, actually. I have one, two, three, four. Oh, Here we go. Now, this one is specifically for the Deluxe Edition DVD. Doesn't usually tell you what it is for, but this one does. Terror is Reborn. Hmm. I don't know. (laughs) Um, If Jason still haunts you, you're not alone. A new beginning to the first step in terror. That just makes no sense. No. First step in terror and a new beginning to the first step of terror. That's anyway. And then, let me take a breath, because this one is two sentences. The mindless, murderous fury that was buried with Jason has been reborn, and suddenly, terror has become child's play. What? It makes no sense. None of these are good. If I had to pick one, it would probably be if Jason still haunts you, you're not alone. But, like, yeah, they're not good, okay? They're not good. No, I don't like any of them at all. I, I don't really either. 
if I had to pick, it'd be that one, but I don't like it. You could do better, Jamie. Yeah. You wrote, you wrote a tagline for Don't Look Down bit, but... on the Spot. <laughs> you could do way better. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm blanking right now, but none of those are good. So no. I have to rewrite this one at some point. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Overall movie rating. This is hard. Yeah, it is. Because like I said... Uh, so I want to do like I really want to do like a complete ranking of yeah, the Friday movies really sometime gonna be soon. Hard. But that's going to be like because I to be fair like as so I already know like some of them you know and I think of it better in terms of like favorite to least favorite. It's mm-hmm. hard for me to think of like least favorite to favorite. And so part five is more on the tail end side for me. It is more going to be on the least favorites side, not the least least favorite. You know what I mean? So it's, it's hard. Like, if I were thinking of where it falls in my actual full ranking, it'd be towards the end somewhere. But um, yeah. it's not like it's a horrible movie or anything. It's not. It's fun. I enjoy it. Um, all of that being said, it's going to be somewhere kind of in the middle for me. And I think it's – I'm, like, making this decision on the spot right now because I'm, like, uh, I don't know. It's going to be, like, a – and this feels like low, but it's not, I don't hate it, okay? I just want to be clear. I don't hate it. I'm feeling um, the same way, just so you know. Okay. I'm gonna I, get I'm, it like... It's going to sound terrible, but I watch this movie once a year, minimum. Yeah. I've seen it many times. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it like a five and um, a mask. Which one? You know? Red or blue? <laughs> I'm going to give it blue. But yeah, so, you know, again, it's just in the middle for me it might even be closer to a five but i don't hate it it's just not my favorite friday movie so i'm gonna piggyback off of you with what you were saying it falls closer towards your least favorite than your favorites movies in this universe i dislike more than this one jason x yeah same that's freddie Freddie versus jason Ooh, see i don't know i love freddie versus jason see i like the freddie side of it the jason side Mm. yeah so i do love freddy versus jason though so it's like hard for me to say if i like that better than this one i don't know as of right now i do not at all even a little bit but think about it yeah it's freddy versus jason on the scale is pretty low for me so this definitely is above x this definitely is above freddy versus jason i think those are the only ones i really dislike more than this i'm giving this one a four Mm-hmm. Four in a leather strap around the eyeballs, if I must. Yeah, so we're kind of in the same range. Yeah, again, I'm like it's four. I'm lower to five for me, but yeah, I'm closer yeah. to I'm closer to the four side than the five side on the scale. But like you said, that doesn't mean I hate this movie. If I did, I wouldn't watch it a minimum of once a year, which yeah. I do, and I have I- for the last thirty years. And I will say, like, it still does get, like, a round of five for me because even though it's not my favorite Jason, it's towards the bottom of my list. Mm -hmm. X, I know I hate more. (laughs) Um, Even though, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a killer two in that one I like. I I rewatched it, you know, recently. kills, but everything else about it, I don't. Yeah, still, it's, it's like, bottom of the heap for me. But, um, you know, all that being said, even though it's not one of my, it's one of my least favorite Jason movies, it's still a Jason movie, and so I still, like, enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even even the Jason movies that I'm not into that much, I, I mean, it's still a Jason movie. I was, like, excited uh, my whole, like, drive home from work because I was like, oh, I get to watch a Friday movie. 
I'm happy. I'm like, it's rainy and I get to watch a Friday movie. Like, cool. It's not my favorite one. It's five, but it's a Friday movie. So Friday I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Four isn't, four is not, you know, it sounds terrible, but it's really not. If I hated this movie, I would not watch, watch it by choice every year. And I do at least once a year. So I watch the other ones a lot more. Uh, same. Shows same. you how much I watch Friday the 13th and throughout the year. So. Yeah, this one's a, a four. It's four what for would me. You, what would you say is your favorite Friday movie? Do you have a fave? Have it's a hard choice, three. I know. Oh, I have a top three. Okay, what's your top three? In no particular order. Depends on my mood. Very controversial opinion. I already okay. know. Okay. Four. Uh-huh. So good. Seven. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Eight. That's uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I mean... People give seven so much hate. People give eight even more hate. I know. It's, it's Jason takes a boat. I it's, get it. It's fun though. I do. I mean, I don't think it deserves like the hate. I think no. it's fun. No, I mean, it's not my very favorite, but I I like it. I it's not my love very it. favorite, but it's I in the middle. Love it. If I were to give part eight a rating right now, it'd be a seven. Ooh. Maybe a seven in a disco floor. Okay. Seven in a great big billboard in New York City with a hockey mask. You know, I mean, damn near close to an eight. When we get to do it, it's probably going to go down because that's what happens when I break movies like this apart. I realize why it's not that popular. Part seven, I like more, I think, than part eight. It has more of our camp feel that we've come to know and love. It's our first cane, Jason. Mm -hmm. John Carl Beekler directs. I mean, hello. Kevin Spiritus gets the hot guy points for sure. He is yeah. a huge part of that rating. I mean, part seven. Tina chases him down. I know. That's her name, right? Tina? Yeah. I think so. So you're telling me we have a Tina in this one and a Tina in that one. That's why I'm confused. That's why Tina didn't sound right. Yeah, I know. Relate Tina to Laura Yeah, so those are my top three in no particular order of the bottom of those. It's probably part eight, but I love those three so very much. I watch them the most, depending on my mood. Yeah. What about you? Two is my favorite. Um, I also really love four. Love, 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 love four. And I mean, you know, honestly, I really like the original too. It's just different because, mm-hmm. you know, it's Mama Voorhees, but I love Mama. Yeah. Um, so like, that's why I like two I love so much. <laughs> I just think two's perfect and I love our sackhead Jason like so much. So mm-hmm. um those are probably like my top three, but it's hard because I do I mean I do really like um I do really like six. I think it's fun. It is um, fun. I, I like the seven. brute force Jason, he like crushes people a lot. Totally. So but two is definitely my favorite. It's gone yeah. between two and four, like pretty much my like mm-hmm. forever. There's been times where like four has been like my favorite for sure, but now I would say currently my favorite is two. Part two is a fun episode for us to do. I know. Do you remember what we titled it? I do. No, I don't. What was it? You were in charge of this epic line. Lost my dog, think I'll lose my clothes. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Yep. Yes. (laughs) You did that one. So I remember. Yeah, it was good. Uh, part two isn't my favorite at all. I like it. I love it. But and part one isn't my favorite. I like it. I love Alice as a final girl. Like love her. I do too. I adore her. Oh, you know, Amy Steele as a final girl, amazing. 
it's so hard to to pick your favorite rankum. It really is. Yeah. I don't know how. I'd have the... to go deep. I'd have to watch yeah. them all. Really, really think about it if I was going to do my full ranking. But I have yeah. some that I know are my faves, but and some that I know are my least faves. I have no but idea. To give it a very fair ranking, I'd have to like watch yeah. them and really, really think about it. The It's a Horror podcast did a ranking on this. It was a two part episode because it nice. was. Up- it's a lot. Four hours total, I think. It was, <laughs> yeah. a big, it was a big episode. So they did it in two parts. They recorded it all on the same night, but they released it in two parts, and they ranked these ones, and I don't know how they did it. And they were – and both Wes and Kevin, if I recall, it's been a long time, were so vastly different on their rankings. It was Aww, awesome. It was awesome to that. see the differences. Their, their opinions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd I don't know how fun. they did it. I really don't. I was like, what? Yeah. It's yeah. a daunting task. I thought, like, it'd be really fun to make a video ranking them, but I'm like – Oh, God, that would take me like a couple months at least because you'd have to watch all of them and you'd have to take notes just to be fair. Again, some of them I know. I know what my last spot is. I know what my first spot is for sure. It's kind of in the middle that I'm like, oh, I'd have to really think about some of those. All right. Fun fact time. That's the fact, Jack. That's the fact, Jack. This was the final role for Vernon Washington. He played Gramps. We Aww. didn't mention him in my cast list because I wasn't. He only had a f- maybe 20 things. I think Roots was the only thing I was super familiar with. Um, but yeah, this was his final role. To keep the storyline in the franchise a secret, the film was originally called Repetition. After oh. the David Bowie song. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is the first film in the series where Jason is actually for- referred to by his full name, Jason Voorhees. In Friday Part 1 they, and in Part 2 and in... The final chapter, he only call they only call him Jason. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they don't call him by name at all, apparently, according to the internet in part three. Wow. Okay. And when you think about it, they don't. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'd have to rewatch it to like know for sure, but I'm they like, don't. I don't, yeah. They don't. They have no idea. Oh. I, this I know is true because I heard in, in, in interviews, Melanie Kinneman and director Danny Steinman did not get along. Ooh. Without the counting or the yelling or the laughing, Tommy Jarvis only says 24 words in this entire film. That makes, I buy that. I don't know if this is true, but Ted White, who played Jason in part four, apparently was asked to be Jason in this one and he said no. Huh. I know. wonder what the story is. He didn't like part four when he did it. If I recall, he goes uncredited by his choice. He didn't want to have anything to do with it. Wow. Apparently, producer Frank Mancuso Jr. also didn't get along very well with Danny Steinman and called Steinman a pervert and called this movie softcore porn rather than slasher. Now, this movie does have the most amount of nudity, I think, but it wasn't like super sexy. They were just naked people running around. (laughs) I know it. And it's like, I have seen, I honestly, I've seen horror movies with way, way more nudity. Yeah. Way. There were a lot of boobs in this one. There were boobs for sure. But I've seen more boobs. I I also don't know what they cut out because I know this one, like all the other ones, like especially part seven, they massacred my poor part seven. They cut a lot of out, including Deborah Voorhees' sex scene. It was three minutes long and they cut it down to 10 seconds. So perhaps Frank was looking at the original cut when he said that as opposed to the final product. I'm going to guess, yes. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, I have to have some car talk because, you know, 
I love me some classic cars, and we had yes. plenty in this one. The pickup truck that Pam drives that belongs to the halfway house is a 1964 Ford F100 Custom. Aww. Billy's car was a 68 Dodge Charger. Mm. And Pete's car was a 1970 AMC Javelin. I'm not so familiar with that make and model. Ooh, but a javelin, that's like a spear that you throw. That's pretty cool. (laughs) But I do have a thing for old muscle cars from the 50s and 60s. So I really like that charger. I don't like the chargers nowadays. Last 20 years, terrible. I don't like them. I don't like the new models at all. But those classic ones are beautiful. Definitely. All right. That's all I got for fun facts. It's time for shout outs. Okay, so first I must shout out, going a little off the grid here, got to shout out the folklore of Friday the 13th. Because of that, we have this amazing holiday. Because of that amazing holiday, we have these amazing movies. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Friday the 13th, the holiday. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Next, we must shout out our Patreons, uh, John, Alex, Mike, and Bill. And there was much rejoicing. The best. The best. I wonder if they would rank part five. I wonder if they're pro-Roy or anti-Roy. Ooh, I'd like to hear that for sure. Let us know, boys. Next, Artist Clark. What are you, an artist or something? These are rather good. They're very good, actually. I wonder if he's pro-Roy. I realize I, just now, I haven't really talked to a lot of people about this one. So I'm really curious. Guys, let us know. Yeah, we might have to put up a survey or something when this episode comes out. Yeah, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Author David O'Hanlon. What's that book about? Oh, this is something special. I normally say, hey, David, have you ever thought about, but I got nothing. Anyhow. Yeah. (laughs) David does amazing work in his books. I'm super excited to read what he's going to be coming out with next. I still am rooting for a hardcover anthology of Babysitter Massacres. I would buy that. I would definitely buy that. And last but not least, let's bring on Nina. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) Nina, when's the first time you saw Friday Five? Oh, I don't know. I think it was. I'm pretty sure I was like nine years old because this was my first slasher franchise I saw. And uh, it was on TV. So we were watching it back to back in a marathon. Yes. Yeah, I did watch them in consecutive order summer. No, I really <laughs> regret not doing that. I do. It's a missed opportunity because unlike most franchises, it actually follows a timeline. Well, you One know... timeline, not five. Yeah. But yeah. you know why I did watch them yeah. out of order, right? Yeah. You yeah. only had like video and stuff, right? Well, yeah. But 
I mean, I remember in the later years, they all were available in the video store. Like, you could find them. Well, but in the like early years, said. they were harder to find all at yeah. the same video store. So, And not only that, but, like, this one doesn't even have five on the title. So it's no. like, yeah. how are you going to Yeah, know? I didn't realize that either until I was searching. It's yeah. crazy. I didn't realize that either until I, I did my homework. That. Yeah, same. Mm. I always thought part V. Yeah, exactly, because that's how all the others are, and I just have the box set, so I was I didn't notice. It's on the box set for me, I think. Where is it? I do have I to say this it. reminded me like how bad I am at Roman numerals because I had to like double. I always have to double check Roman numerals. I'm like, I always get four and one? six mixed up because yeah. I the one is on the other that side, is. so that's I how I keep a track. Yeah. I don't because for me it, it makes sense to go in order. The thingy is before the V, and the thingy is after the V. I lose track after 11. I'm just like, my brain I'm is I'm fine like, until no. 20. <laughs> You're like, nope. I'm like, fuck that. Just yeah. be the numbers, guys. Yes. <laughs> Nina, what's your epic line? So it's actually, um, I don't know the, ty- the, n- the names of the characters, but it's when they're setting the table. Violet, you set too many places. Huh? I said you set too many places. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Don't think Victor and Joey will be joining us this morning, Violet. Or any other morning. Reggie. Oh, God. I'm sorry. You don't set a place for a dead person. I said I was sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I said I was sorry. Like, the whole scene is fantastic. Poor poor Violet. Right? I love her. Poor Violet. She felt so bad. She's like, oh my god. She's just going out of habit what she did every morning. And exactly. Then like, that part always makes me laugh, so that's why I picked it. It's good. Yeah. If I, if this was in a real situation and this happened, I don't think I would have ever said anything. Like, I think I would have just, like, let it go and let that place stay there. Maybe even set the place on purpose in honor of. Yeah. And finally, Nina. Overall movie rating. So, I don't like the Tommy Jarvis storyline at all. So, it's a three for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. If we were going to do four, it's a two because I don't like Corey Feldman. Sorry. I thought this was four at first when I started watching it. I messaged somewhere. I was like, yeah. is this the Corey Feldman one? Yeah. She was like, no. I was like, thank God. But yeah, it's oh, a yeah. three. This isn't my favorite. This isn't one I ever go to unless I'm having a marathon. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, recent watches. But this is life. This isn't a movie. It's not what I said. It's all, it's all a movie. It's all one great big movie. You can't pick your genre. I didn't watch a damn thing this week. I have a big list. I watched, it's been two weeks since we recorded, guys, and I literally watched this, and I did my homework for the next two weeks, Natty Knox and Halloween 6, and I'm going to be watching those two again, but other than that, I, it's in the last two weeks, I haven't watched anything. Sorry. No. You said you had a big list. Let's hear it. Yeah, so for some reason, I went on a Denise Richards, uh, like, binge uh, like a total Denise Richards bender. I don't know how that happened. I, I don't know. 
I don't know how it happened. I I like woke up and I was watching another Denise Richards movie like every day. (laughs) Um, Okay. This all all kicked off with wild things, you know, just random decision to put it back on. And it was a good decision as always with wild things. Um, And then of course, you know, that meant that I also had to watch Tammy and the T-Rex. So I did watch Tammy and the T-Rex. It's been a while. (laughs) Uh, So that was a whole lot of fun. Um, and then last night I continued it with Drop Dead Gorgeous, one of my favorite movies oh ever made. God, yes. But the funny thing is, is it's crazy. So um, I have it on VHS and that's how I had to watch it because it is not available. Drop Dead Gorgeous is not available. It's not available yeah. on streaming. It's hard to actually purchase it from like mm-hmm. Apple or Google or whatever. Um, you're going to have to buy like a Blu-ray or DVD of it somewhere if you can find it. But yeah. for some reason, oh. this cult classic that's filled with some mm-hmm. of our favorite yeah. people. Brittany Murphy's in it. Christy yeah. Dunst is in it. Christy Alley's in it. And let me just tell you, I grew up with her, with Christy. Uh, mm-hmm. Rest in peace. We just lost her not that long ago. Yep. And yeah. I, not, I don't know if I've ever talked about this. I was talking about it with David yesterday, but... When I was a kid, I thought that she was the most beautiful woman. I thought Same. that she was the most badass, funny, beautiful woman. When I was a kid, she was like yeah. my hero. Like something about her just made me like, I want to be her. Like I thought she was so yeah. funny and cool and just bad ass. So I yeah, I agree. I always thought she was fucking gorgeous as well. Yeah, she, especially yeah. unconventional beauty, in my opinion. Yes, yeah. something about her as a kid, like, and I, that's just how I've always felt about her my whole life. Just at yeah. a young age, I just like I was so drawn to her, and just thought she's like the perfect, most beautiful, like just badass, funny lady. And yeah. I want to be her. I want to be her mm. so bad. So I always shout loved her out voice too. Mm-hmm. Me too. It's like a velvety type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, oh, just love her. So I, I loved seeing her. And then um, along with my Dis- Denise Richards binge, I also watched um, this pin- pinball documentary. It's called Pinball, The Man Who Saved the Game. Yeah, I know that. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I know of it. It was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. And then um, we also started this movie called Winter Kills. It's from 1979, and it's um, John Hurd. Ooh, um, I love and- him. And it's like about a, um, it's like his, the storyline, we haven't finished it yet, but it's really cool so far. It's from like 1979. Mm. And um, he is like the president's um, brother and the president was assassinated. And so there's like all these conspiracy things that are popping up for him in his life and everything. But it was really good. Like it was shot really cool. It was really unusual. um, And I love him. So I still have to finish like the rest of it, but so far really really interesting we just like saw it and thought that's that's interesting i wonder what that's like let's put it on so far it's been really interesting Mm. sounds cool yeah so winter kills yeah i love me that's john hurt he was great i know i miss him i know me too gone way too soon yeah so during work hours i was i was watching the chucky franchise because never a bad time for that no. Saw Alex, Alex Vincent, and Christina Lee last weekend, so I had to go on the Chucky binge, and yeah, it's probably my favorite franchise at this point. I just turned this on for background noise while I was cooking the other night, but um, Shudder has this William Friedkin documentary where it's just him talking about oh. the making of The Exorcist, and I've, I'd already seen it, but like I just wanted to hear his voice again. Mm-hmm. Like, um, obviously after you got the news. Yeah. 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 
and like The Exorcist is like my favorite scary movie, even though I don't consider it horror. Oh, I definitely consider it horror. I just don't find it I, scary. I don't consider it horror. I've read the book. It's it's more about the relationships than mm-hmm. it is about the horror factor if you read the mm-hmm. book. But um yeah, but anyways, I uh it was so great to hear his voice again and hear the stories again and it's a really thorough documentary it explains like everything that he put in the film why he chose to do certain things and um the casting um of father Karras, which is really interesting like jason fought for that part like uh william freaking was not going to cast him he's like i already cast the part you you said no it's not happening and like he made him fly out to la on his own dime wow like audition like he made him audition everything and he got the part so they paid the other guy out. off. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Anything it else? was really cool. Nope, that's it. Yeah. I I have not hardly watched anything that's not show related at this point. Yeah. Mine Which was just background like... noise stuff, but I even then it. I I I normally have background noise. Yeah. Right. I normally have something playing in the background. And I didn't even do that. I I was on the train silence. I was at work silence this has been a really strange week for my my background noise i wasn't even listening to the music that i listened to or podcasts or mm. anything i did go on a dolls of horror podcast binge um mm-hmm. listening to all the episode drafts that nina, nina has sent me so far so i listened to four back to back to awesome. back to back it's not exactly a watch but it's a listen so there's that, counts. that. Yeah. so i listened to all the the back last four episodes of dolls that she sent so i could either like approve them or send some changes and i only sent one change of all of those so mm-hmm. nina's kicking ass by the way you know doing her thing like so amazing yeah. i was tell i was talking to her about this last weekend when i'm listening to her drafts i'm not really listening for mistakes before i was listening for mistakes because there was a lot of mistakes but i'm listening to her drafts i listen more for inconsistencies such as like volume raises and when it's too soft or too loud compared to the rest of the episode just strange technical things like that nina nina is so kick-ass you know Mm -hmm. it has to be said i don't say it nearly enough she does the most amazing work as our producer so thank you girl you're the best (laughs) yes i actually had a whole like nina is the best talk with my mom like uh, (laughs) earlier this week because i was talking to yeah i was talking to my mom and like just filling her in on my life and everything and i'm just like Nina's awesome and so I told, <laughs> I told my mom all about you and she already knows about you too Summer and so she's like oh that's so cool they sound so great and my mom Denise Verwise is amazing she's a saint she's wonderful <laughs> we need to take a field trip to Tucson to go meet your family they yeah in the, the winter sweetest. though <laughs> yeah oh yeah 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 excuse to get away from our snow and our sub-zero temps and go towards some slightly less cold temperatures yeah, let's go yeah. swimming in January. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. So that wraps up Friday the 13th, part five, A New Beginning. And next we have Natty Knox. I'm so Brand excited. new movie, guys. Check it out before next week so we don't spoil anything. I've already watched it and I really enjoyed it. Good job, Jamie. Good. I mean, it has like cool people in it. I thought the plot mm-hmm. looked really cool. So I'm excited to watch it. I might watch it this weekend or I might watch it during the week. I haven't decided yet, but I'm excited. I will say this right now because it's brand new. Literally, as you said, it just came out like a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> so it's brand, brand new. So you can either rent it or online or buy it online. And I figured to myself, 
I'll just buy it. Yeah. I'll buy it. And I'm not sorry. I I definitely think that you, Jamie, and you, Nina, I already told Nina, that this might be one you're going to want to watch more than once. So I recommend you spend the extra like $6 and just buy it digitally because I'm definitely going to be watching this more. So that's just my two cents. I think you should invest in the purchase on this one. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Would you say, I mean, we'll save most of this for the episode, but would you say that it's going to be one of your like Halloween movies to watch? You know what? No. And I'll tell you why. No. Because I have so many other Halloween movies to watch that are Halloween. This one for me, I would watch this in July. Okay. I would watch this anytime. This is not so Halloween centric. It's kind of like Dead End for Christmas. Yeah. Took place around Christmas. It was technically a Christmas movie, but you could watch Dead End in February and it'd be just fine. Totally. So for me, that's kind of the vibe I got from this. It's a Halloween movie, but it's not strictly a Halloween movie. Okay. All right. You can enjoy this one year round. It's not so holiday centric. So yeah, I I can't wait, Jamie. I can't wait to talk to you about this because it's your pick. And I can't wait to hear what you guys both think about it. It's brand new. I did enjoy it there. I had some gripes, but the production quality was, was great for an indie. It was an indie film. It was really the sound, it sounded good. It looked good. Lots of young actor people in it that okay. I don't know. Never seen most of these guys, but they were super duper talented. And of course, we had our headliners, our Daniel Harris, Robert England, Bill Mosley. We had our stars, uh, the names. But these these kids, these teenagers, young adults, were really talented and really, awesome. really good. Their performance were not wooden. Their performances were believable. The script was good. I'm telling you guys, I'm really not sorry that I spent the extra $6 to buy this one. So I think that you should too. Okay. And if I'm wrong and you hate it, I'll give you your $6 out of my own pocket. (laughs) I'm holding you to that. (laughs) Only to you guys, not the listeners. Only to you two. (laughs) I will give you the money if you are sorry that you bought this. But I really think that that you're going to want to see it again. So deal. That's just my two cents before talking about it because I'm not going to spoil anything. It it just it looked really good. Awesome. We've seen a lot of crap indie films that didn't look or sound good. This looked really good. Yay! So I'm excited. I am too. Yeah. Jamie, good pick. Thank you. <laughs> Wasn't even on my radar. Very glad you picked this one. Good, good. It was hard. It was hard to pick one because there's so many good options. So. It was also hard because it we ne- were narrowed down. We knew we were doing Friday. And we knew we were doing Halloween 6. Yeah. So we only had one each. So I was like, can't mess this up. I can't fuck this up. I just get one. Make it good, Jamie. <laughs> I know. I was like sitting there over my list of like 10 ideas. Like, oh my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> it's also, you know, it's really cool that both of our movies, both of our picks, we hadn't seen before. I know. I love that too. So they were both blind picks. Um, yes. Both very different movies and feel. I think I might like yours better. Ooh. I really, I really did like Pay the Ghost. Yeah. But I think I'm leaning more towards liking yours better. Ooh. Anyway, I can't wait to watch it. Anyway, also another callback. It was really funny because, like I said, I was listening to all of Nina's drafts of episodes that she gave me and in one of them i think it was in wishmaster 
I talked about how we need to have Nina on for another Nicolas Cage movie, for a Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. We had not picked this movie at the time yet, and then here we are. Yes. <laughs> so we should do another. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it worked out that way, and I wasn't. I forgot that I said that because you know performance amnesia. Didn't even remember this conversation. So yeah, yes. it worked out. wasn't planned at all that way, but that's what happened. Aww. All right, guys. I'm done. Are you done? I'm done. Happy Friday the 13th. Happy Friday the 13th. I'm Summer. I'm Jamie. And you've been listening to the Dolls of Horror. See you next time. Bye. Bye. This has been a presentation of the Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to the dolls or offer any movie suggestions, feel free to send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at The Dolls of Horror or on Twitter at Dolls of Horror for bonus content. If you really like the podcast and want to help out financially so that the dolls can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash The Dolls of Horror for more information. Thanks for listening. Bye. P.S. That's kind of how I met Christy Adams for the first time. I made an order from Nightmare Toys long time ago and i ordered a leech woman doll from okay. puppet master and mm-hmm. the friday the 13th part 5 mask she had up there i did i ordered it on a black friday sale remember this maybe 2017 or 2018 one of those years and she called me and left me a message a voicemail message telling me that the items were going to be shipped separately and I thought to myself, not knowing who she was or her company or anything about her, that's amazing customer service. No one ever calls you to tell you yeah. that your items are shipped separately. At best, you get an email. I know, if even. <laughs> yes. You get an auto-generated email talking about your items are shipped separately. So that really stuck with me because I thought, thought, great customer service. So from then on, even before I was friends with her, I was pretty loyal to her to her store and her company. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's great customer service. Yeah. So I got the Friday the 13th part five mask. Aww. Yeah.